Thanks for joining us on the Father's House Podcast, where we are bringing hope and impacting our community by leading people into a growing relationship with Jesus. We're so glad you're here, and wherever you're listening from, we believe your life will be transformed through this week's message. So let's jump right into it. So glad that you're here today, and it's going to be a great day. And those of you that are watching online, we're so thankful that you joined us today. It's a great, awesome, wonderful day in the Lord, right? Wow. You know, let me just share something with you before I get into the teaching. Uh, This is the season where we get ready with our uh, legacy offering. You know, whatever a person does is his history, but whatever a person gives in life is his legacy. So every year we give a great legacy offering and uh, our annual offering for that is coming up starts in January and then it will end on our anniversary on March the 31st, which also is Easter. But I know some of you do year in giving with your legacy offering and you can do that on our website is the information you can do that or you can text I believe the word is legacy and you can give your legacy offering uh, last year. Our goal was $50,000, and last year, because of your generosity, your faithfulness, and your obedience to God, we raised $182,534. So this year, our goal is $200,000. But we're doing two lanes this year of giving. One is for signage. You know, the prophet in the Old Testament said, write the vision clearly so people can see it. One translation says, put the message on a billboard so everybody that goes by can see it. Our sign outside is sucky. (laughs) And we can't get any new parts for it. So uh, for about 40,000 this year, we can redo that sign do the other sign, put signage on this building and the next building. If you're a new person, you came today and there's no signs out there to tell you which is the auditorium. So we want to be sure we do that. And then of course our missions, 160,000 we're looking for because God is so good to us. So pray about what God wants you to participate in and uh, you'll be hearing more information on that very soon. Tonight is a great night uh, and I'm going to be teaching on some backstage characters in the Christmas story. Some people that would never make it on a Christmas card, but they carried a great message. So I hope you're here tonight. Besides that, we got some real good special guests that are going to be here leading us off tonight. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful time. Well, I just want to say Merry Christmas to you. And uh, because my trainer intimidates me every, every time before Christmas, every time between an exercise, he gives me another Christmas joke. And I'm afraid if I don't share one of those Christmas jokes, I'll have to do extra reps this week. So here goes. See if you can answer this. How much does Santa Claus sleigh cost? Nothing. It was on the house. Thank you. (laughs) If you have your Bible, let's hold it up. Let's say that today. Let's say this together. This is my Bible. It is the Word of God. It is life to me. Today, I receive the Word. I confess. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I am obedient. And I will never be the same again in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Father, for coming in flesh, walking on this earth, facing every difficulty we would ever face 
living a sinless life, dying on the cross, but on the third day you rose again and ascended into heaven where you sit at the right hand of the Father. You hear our prayers today, and we're celebrating you today. And we ask you, Holy Spirit, I pray for your anointing. Help me to say what you want me to say. Don't let me to say anything I shouldn't say. In your name, I pray. When we think about Christmas, and, and by the way, I want to say thank you for being here today and for tonight, and thank you for our team that's here on stage and in the parking lot and everywhere else serving today and serving tonight, three services. Wow, what a heart for service. I know Christmas sometimes is hard for some of us. I know in our family, we're facing the death of a young man uh, who uh, tragically uh, died, but he's being able to harvest some of his organs, so part of him lives on. But that part of our family is always going to think about Christmas Eve and think about the loss of, of Keith, a young man. And it may be the same for you. Christmas uh, is a great holiday for a lot of people, but sometimes you feel alone and you're all by yourself. You know, where there's a lot of things about Christmas, there are the shepherds, there's Christmas music, the heavenly announcements, the wise men, uh, getting the right gift, singing Christmas carols, thinking about what kind of gift are you going to get. But today, as we're in this series, True Story, I want to talk about something the Christmas story that we never think about. I want to talk about Christmas favor. Look at your neighbor and say, I want you to have Christmas favor. If you'll turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 1, verse 26, I'm going to begin reading there today. But if you're taking notes, here's the first fill-in today. Understand that God gives us undeserved favor. Undeserved favor. Look at this, Luke chapter 1. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent an angel, Gabriel, to Nazareth, to a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, greetings, read it with me, favored woman, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found, there it is, read it again, favor with God. When you look at this uh, Greek word favor, it's in what we call uh, the perfect participle, which means that she was always favored. Sometimes people look at this and uh, they think that she was favored at that particular time because the angel appeared. But when you look at study this in Greek, she was favored before that time. But in the perfect participle, it not only means that she was favored in the past, but her favor is ongoing. Now, in the Bible, there is no reference uh, to Mary being immaculately conceived. Some people believe in the immaculate conception. Now, sometimes we think, well, that's talking about Jesus. But immaculate conception, the definition of that is that they believe that Mary was born perfect, that she was born sinless, and therefore she could bear the Christ child. But Mary was born like all of us. She was brought forth in iniquity, but that particular day she found merit and favor because of God. 
Now, I want you to think about this today. Because of Jesus in our life, we are blessed and we are highly favored. How many of you today know without a shadow of a doubt that you are blessed and you are favored by cause of Jesus Christ, right? And if you know that, give him a hand clap and say, yeah, I know, I am favored. You say, what does that word favored mean? Well, let me just give you sort of what it means. You can break it down this. That it's kindness beyond what is due to you. It's kindness beyond what is usual. And some of you, it's already clicking in your mind. You're thinking, oh, that's why. That's why I, it just seems like that I have favor with certain people. Yes, because the favor is on you. Have you ever thought about this? How that you walk into a room and people are drawn to you? Now, I know some of you walk into a room and you, you're a sourpuss and people go the other direction. But I mean, as a believer, we're supposed to have the favor of God on us that brings joy, right? Here's, here's what I want you to know with Christmas favor. Here it is. Christmas favor is I don't get what I deserve, but I receive what I don't deserve. Christmas favor, if you want to look at it like this, is when the Lord puts you to the head of the line and there was nothing you did about getting to the head of the line. Favor is when God blesses you in your business and everybody else is struggling. And they say, what is the difference in you? It's because you've made a commitment to the Lord. You tithe, you're faithful with that. You give to the Lord, you serve. And there's just something in your life and, and you've seen it, but maybe you've never put your finger on it. Thought, well, why, why is it? It's the favor of God. All of us here, if we're a believer, has the favor of God. Mary was a humble teenage girl at that time. And the angel said, greetings, favored woman. I believe Mary did something like this. <laughs> Me? But don't, don't you really feel like that? When you see how God blesses you and favors you, and you see other people that are struggling, and you may be going through some of the same hardships that they are, but in the midst of that, you just know it's something different in me. It's the Christmas favor. It's the favor that Jesus brought through Mary that's struggling and falls down to us. 700 years before that time, the prophet Isaiah said, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they will call his name Emmanuel. So number two, realize that Christmas favor precedes a divine plan. God doesn't just bless us and favor us and say, I just, I just want to put you on a pedestal and it's there. No, he says, I want to bless you and favor you. It's sort of like, it's sort of like favor and blessing is a conduit. God wants to bless a lot of people, but they're out of relationship and they don't know how that is. But because of you, because that you are favored, then God has a divine plan that flows through you out to other people. And they just say, you know, there's just something about you. I don't know what it is, but there's something different about you. The different is you're carrying the favor of God. You're walking in obedience to him. If you believe that, say amen. Amen. Look at this, Luke verse, chapter 1, verse 31 through 38. Realize Christmas favor precedes a divine plan. And behold, he's talking to Mary, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and he shall be called, his name is Jesus. 
he will be great. And he will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he'll reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, read it with me, there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be? Since I, I'm a virgin, I, I don't know a man. I've, I've never laid with a man. How can I be pregnant? And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also, that Holy One who is born will be called the Son of God. Isn't that awesome? And then it goes on to say, and now Elizabeth, your relative, also conceived a son in her old age. And this is how in the sixth month for her, she was called barren. Verse 37, read it with me, verse 37 out loud. For with God, nothing will be impossible. And then Mary says, notice how she positions herself for a miracle. Behold, the maidservant of the Lord. In other words, here I am. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Something I've never seen before when I studied this several weeks ago. It was difficult for Mary to receive this divine favor. Because after all, she's from the south side of town. She's like a no-name person from nowhere. And there's nothing ever recorded prior to this that she was better than anyone else. She was just chosen and favored of God. See, see, sometimes we look around and we say, well, how can God be so good to me? How can he bless me this way? How can he favor me the way that he is? And, and you look around and you say, if he's going to favor anybody, surely he would favor that person because they've got more going for them. I, I don't know. You have, when you get to heaven, you'll have to ask. And if you get the other place, you've missed it anyway. We laugh about that, but that's an eternity. We'll spend either eternity in the presence of the Lord or separated from him in anguish and agony. But she was, she, the scripture says that she was confused and greatly disturbed. And she tried to figure it out on her own. She said, who am I? I, I, I've come from nowhere. I, I believe if you'd ask Mary, Mary, how do you view life? Do you see yourself real favored? Oh, no, I, I'm a nobody, but, but I, I love to help other people. I, I love to show other people. I, I love to reach out and bless other people rather than draw the attention to myself. I'd rather put the attention on somebody else. That's this Mary. That's this lowly, humble Mary. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you have a hard time receiving favor? Do you have a hard time when someone wants to bless you to receive that? Do you have a hard time when someone says, thank you, and they point out something good in your life? Do you just kick the dust and say, oh, you know, I have nothing? Or do you realize what they're pointing out is something that's on the inside of you, and it's the favor of God? I think God would say to you today, I think you're awesome. I've got a great destiny for you. I've given you gifts to make a difference in this world. So don't insult your maker. 
When someone says, thank you. When someone says, I appreciate you, and they mention what they appreciate you for. I I believe if you could see into heaven, you'd see God pulling out his wallet, showing a picture of you, and showing it to an angel, and simply saying, I'm crazy about them. I'm crazy about them because they've received the gift that I sent. They've received the gift of my son, Jesus. It's not just a time of year that they dress up and they give presents, but they walk every day with the gift of my son. And because of that, there's divine favor on them. Let me help you to learn two words if you have a hard time receiving favor. I'll tell Anita sometime, you're so beautiful. I think you're just so gorgeous. You know, I just can't believe, man, 63-year-old woman looks as good as you do. That's just unbelievable. You know, you look better than 99.9% of the women that are 63. Now, always leave just a little margin because there may be somebody God shows, but God shows her to me. But she'll laugh and she'll say, oh, you must be blind. But don't we do that way when someone notices the favor of God on our life. Let me teach you two words. You ready? Here's the first one. Think. Say that with me. Think. Here's the second one. You. Thank you. Then you don't have to defend yourself and say, well, you know, it's just because, you know, this. No. Say thank you. And then on the inside of your heart, you're saying, to God be the glory. I know it's only because of his blessings and his favor that are on my life. You see, Mary, through you, God has a plan. That's what the angel was saying. Through you, God has a plan. And we can be sure that God has a plan for us. In fact, the scripture in Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. They are plans for peace and not disaster, plans to give you a future filled with hope. Say hope. That's one of the things I want to talk about tonight, a different sermon, so you want to be here. Hope. In other words, when I realize that favor is on me and that God has a plan through my life because I'm a conduit of his blessings, I'm a conduit of this favor then when I walk in that, I realize that in my own life, there's something for me to look forward to. Some of you that are struggling financially, there's hope for you very soon. God will bring blessings. For some of you that are wanting to be married, there's hope for you very soon that God will bring the right person into your life. We live in that hope. A good thing is not far away from you. The richest lives that we have discover God's purpose in our life. But you see, here's what's important about this passage. Mary heard what the angel said. Mary said, I don't understand this. I I think you got the wrong person. I don't know how you can do that. But in the midst of all of that, then she transitions. And she positions herself for God's divine plan. Think about this. With her mouth, she positions herself for God's plan. Mary responded, I'm the Lord's servant. May everything you've said about me come true. In other words, what she did, she didn't, she, she did this. She declared the favor of God on her life. I think we need to get up every morning and declare favor over our life. 
I think before you send your kids off to school, you need to tell them, with, look at them in the eye and say, look at me, you are highly favored and blessed because of God. Today, you're going to find favor. God's going to bless you. He's going to help you. Those of you that are business people, you need to wake up every morning and saying, I'm highly favored and blessed of God. People are going to come into my business that wouldn't go into the other business because I'm a conduit of God's divine plan in their life. Some of you need to get up every morning and say, over your marriage. We are favored. We'll never go through divorce. We're never going to go through separation, but we are favored of God. And because of that, we're going to be a conduit that's going to help other marriages and believe it with them. I am favored of God. We must declare that we're, we're positioning ourselves. Notice Mary is not like a lot of Christians today. If God starts working through them, they start they start getting on social media. Oh, I had 22,000 customers last week. Oh, I did this last week. Oh, I did something else. And they're thinking that they're giving God the glory, but they're really not. What they're doing is honoring themselves. Mary doesn't go out and say, you won't believe it, but I, I'm going to bring forth Jesus. I'm going to bring, let me text that. Let me put that on there. I'm better than somebody else. Listen, you need to stop focusing on yourself and realize that what you are is a conduit. It's not all about what you do. It's who you are because of who he is and the favor of God is flowing through your life. So she positions herself. She becomes obedient at that moment. See, some of you, God shows you what he wants to do, but you keep delaying obedience, delaying obedience. And delayed obedience is really disobedience. What does God ask you to do and you keep delaying it? Maybe he said, I want you to bring the tithe. I want you to return to me the 10% of the harvest that I've given you. You keep saying, one day I'm going to do that. No, you need to quit being delayed obedience that's disobedience and get under the flow and say okay lord be it unto me according to your word you said if i would bring the tithe and the offering to you that you would bestow a blessing on me that i couldn't hold you see we are positioning ourselves when we present our tithe and offering if it's online or at the end of the service when you put that in you need to say i'm favored of god i'm positioning myself for the favor that god wants to bring me maybe you need to position yourself and get rid of the anger that you're carrying you've got an offense or an anger and here even it is at christmas you're dreading some of the people in your own family that's going to come to your house because you got an offense against them you need to get in god's favor and simply say to that person i'm sorry i've carried an offense on you forgive me for that and then you say to God, okay, God, I'm open now for a blessing and a favor because I'm getting in position for what you want to do in my life. Maybe you need to honor your spouse. Maybe all you do is criticize them in front of other people. You say, oh, it's just a joke. But people hear that. Is that something as a person of favored in a marriage that you think that God would want you to say? No. So I'm just saying, you need to begin with your mouth declaring the favor of God and getting in position for what he wants to do in your life. God is positioning you for a miracle. You need to declare today that you are favored. Mary said yes. As I was reading through the Bible this week, I thought every time, every time there's a miracle, it usually comes with a corresponding action that somebody does something. Jesus says they, he turns the water into wine. But what was the action? They had to go get the water pots, right? right? 
The man with the withered hand wanted Jesus to heal him. And Jesus said, stretch forth your hand. There was an act of obedience. To the crippled man, he said, take up your bed and walk. To Naaman, the leper, he said, go dip in the Jordan River. To the ten lepers, he said, go show yourself to the priest. Even to the dead man, Lazarus, they said, he said, move the stone away. And Mary said, let it be unto me according to your word. And the Holy Spirit brought the divine Jesus into her. Could it be today that what you're waiting for God to do, he's waiting for you to position yourself in a place of obedience. And number three today, you need to see yourself as God sees you. Some of you see yourself as losers or nobody, but how can the favor of God and the blessings on your life come into your life? When I walk up to a counter and people said, how, how are you today? I said, I am blessed. It's surprising how many people look back at me and say, whoa, I, that's good. I, I'm blessed too. And then some people have a little background and say, I'm blessed and highly favored. Well, I don't get in a highly favored competition with them, but I just simply <laughs> say, that's great. There's nothing wrong with declaring that I am favored. I am favored. I am favored of God because of Jesus in my life. See yourself as God sees you. Luke chapter 1, verse 46 through 49. Mary responded, Oh, how my soul praises the Lord. You should write this song, Jennifer. Oh, how my soul praises the Lord. How my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he took notice of this lowly servant girl. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy. And he's done great things for me. She said, from now on, people will look at me and they'll say, she's blessed and highly favored. You ever notice when God does something through you, people notice that, wow, you're really blessed. Let me tell you the story about a young girl, Mary Ann Bird. She grew up with a cleft palate, misshapen lip, crooked nose, lopsided teeth and a very hollow, garbled speech. As you know, classmates can be very cruel. And for all of her life, she was constantly teased because of her looks and because of her words, her language. By the age of seven, she was convinced that no one would ever love her beside her own family. In the second grade, she was in Mrs. Leonard's class. And they had annual hearing tests back then. You didn't have all the fancy stuff you have now. You stood at the desk of a teacher. They had you to put a finger in one ear, and they whispered in one ear, and then you said something, and then the same thing with the other, and you whispered that. All the students came up, but Mary was the reluctant one. She was hoping that she wouldn't have to go because she'd have to stand in front of the class, and she'd have to repeat something that the teacher said. So each student would come up and Miss Leonard would whisper stuff like, the sky is blue, uh, things like that. But then Miss Leonard called Mary up and Mary reluctantly went up and she put her finger in one ear and Mrs. Leonard whispered in her ear. And Mary halted. She said nothing. So the teacher again said, repeat what I just said. 
And Mary, with her garbled speech, said, You said, I wish you were my little girl. God knows how dirty, ugly that you feel this morning. And he's saying, I wish you were my child. So I'm going to send my son to make it easy for you to be part of my family. Mary said, be it unto me according to your word. May everything you said, the favor, be a reality in my life. If you're a believer today, listen to me. I hope you realize how rich we are in Christ. You're under the favor of God. What could be greater than that? You have the smile of Jesus on your life. Your sins are forgiven you. Forgiven. You have a purpose for living and you have a hope in eternity. You've been set free. You have an eternal inheritance reserved for you. You are privileged. You are loved. You are blessed. You're surrounded by the goodness and the kindness of God. In Jesus Christ, you have every reason to rejoice. But maybe you're here today and you've never said yes to Jesus. You never said, Lord, I, I invite you into my life. And we're talking about the favor and the blessings of God. And there's part of you right now that says, uh, I, I, I wish I had that. Here's what, for, for whatever reason that you came today and watching online, here's what Jesus is saying. I wish you were my child. I've done everything I can. I gave my life so that I could make a way for you to come and spend eternity with me. Would you bow your head this morning? And as the church is praying, and as we're praying today, more important to me than dressing up today or having the beautiful bakery that we have out front today or whatever presents that you might receive today or tomorrow, Right now, the greatest honor, the greatest thing that I would love to be able to do with you this morning, those of you who've never said yes to Jesus, or maybe years ago you said yes to him, but you've gone away from him, the greatest thing that I would love to do today is I would love to lead you in a prayer to be sure that you're one of his children and you're not lost. If you're here today and you know without a shadow of a doubt that you need Jesus. I mean, you're trying to fix everything on your own. You need him today. And he realized that you needed him. That's why he came. That's what Christmas is all about. If you're here and you would give me the honor of praying with you this morning, not embarrassing you, but praying with you this morning to be able to say yes to Jesus. I want to be your child. I want to be your son. I want to be your daughter. If that's you, would you raise your hand and make eye contact with me and say, yeah, that's me. I need to pray that prayer today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Others today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Those of you that are online, right wherever you are, just raise your hand and say, yeah, that's me. Thank you. Let's pray this prayer together. Nobody should ever pray this prayer alone. Pray it with the family today. Thank you, God, for sending your son, Jesus, 
to die for my sins and invite me into your life. I'm sorry for my sins and I repent and I ask you to come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. Fill me with your spirit. Thank you, Lord, that I am favored of you. And because I prayed this prayer, I'm your child. Thanks for joining us. If you said that prayer and surrendered your life to Jesus, it's the best decision you will ever make, and we would like to celebrate with you. We have some tools to help you on your journey. Simply text DECIDED to 352-329-2301. That's 352-329-2301. Join us next time as we continue to love God, love people, and make disciples.